You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 114. In this episode, I'm speaking to Nena Kahlo Macaniola about how her dream of a health magazine for African women became a reality. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Nana, who is the founder and publisher of Radiant Health Magazine, Africa's number one health magazine. Nana was my one-on-one client a year ago, and then she had just turned her website magazine into an app. And now you can purchase physical copies of her magazine in over 650 stores around the United States. You'll find links to Nana and her magazine plus show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com forward slash 114. I am so excited to be here with Nana Kalu Makandiola. I hope I had that correct or almost. (laughs) And the way we met was actually one day uh, Nana booked an intro call and... We decided together to work together and she became my one-on-one client and we had an amazing journey together, but this is now over a year ago, I think. And it was when I was scrolling through Facebook and saw her hold the first edition of her physical magazine in her hand that I said, I got to get you on the show, Nana, to share your amazing journey with my listeners and anyone watching this video later on. So thank you for being on the show, Nana. Thank you for having me, Sigrun. I'm so honored to be here. So let's go back and uh, look at what was your vision when you originally started your business? Yeah, so my vision was to, you know, I'm originally from Nigeria and my dad has gone through health issues significant health issues. And one of the challenges that I realized is that we never had a way to read consumer health information that spoke to us from our African perspective. And my background is in pharmacy and public health. And so I've always been thinking about how I can bring that consumer health information to Africans. And that's how the magazine was born. One day I was was on a very long run, I think it was like 10 miles. And I was pondering this whole health issue and Nigeria issue. And the idea just came to me to start a magazine. Then I laughed out loud, you know, but the more I thought about it, the more it made more sense to be able to connect information to people in a way that they're already used to getting information. And also, you know, it keeps it fun and lively. And so by the time I was done with my run, I just made up my mind that I was going to do it. And I have no publishing background. I have no magazine background, but that was the beginning, (laughs) you know? And so I went to Mr. Google and that's how we started. (laughs) How long time ago is this? It's been three and a half years now. So Radiant started originally just producing content online, 
But even then I named it as a magazine because I knew that my goal was to have a physical copy eventually. And I wanted people to think of it as a magazine and not as a blog. So right from the get-go, you know, we produce content online and we started producing issues. So we'll produce the issue and the issue cover, but the content will be available online. And that's how we did the first six issues. And then beginning with issue seven, we went to producing digital editions of the magazine that one could subscribe, you know, paid subscription on iTunes or and Google Play. And so we did that for issue seven and eight. And then with issue nine this year, we launched the very first copy print. And then just last month, we launched the 10th issue, but the second one in print. And this one is in over 650 stores, um, including all the Barnes and Noble stores in the US. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So it's it's in all the Barnes and Noble. It's in other independent bookstore retailers and some boutiques. And then, of course, we also we ship worldwide. I mean, I was just counting. It's been less than two weeks since we launched and we've shipped to United Arab Emirates. We've shipped to Canada, to Ghana, to Nigeria, to South Africa, of course, U.S. and of course, U.K. So we've gone global. Wow. And this was your vision three and a half years ago. And now, of course, you have a bigger vision as well. I know that. But looking back, like, what are the steps you took? I remember when we got to know each other, you already had lots of likes on Facebook and Instagram. Like, how did you get really started to get people excited about this idea? Yeah, so when Radiant started... It was actually, um, so we began as Nigeria's first women's health magazine. And even Googling then, there wasn't really a health magazine that was, you know, there was no African health magazine really, you know, so it was the first one to gain global attention. And so I think the way that we positioned, the way that I positioned Radiant Health as Africa's leading health magazine, it got people thinking. And luckily we also began, you know, back three and a half years ago when Facebook, you could still get a very decent reach with Facebook. And so that really helped me to get the message out with Facebook advertising, and, you know, one person would find out and tell the other. And then, of course, just trying to network with as many people as possible. But that was really how we, we got started. And then as we went along, I also tapped into some of the needs that I realized that people had. One of the main things, of course, was trying to figure out how to live healthy, you know, and how for the women, it was really about eating well and losing weight. And so I came up with 30-day free program which was a free holistic health and fitness program with 30 videos that we taped and just made available as a challenge every day. And we had the challenge about four to six times a year, depending on what year uh, people met us. And so people would bring in their friends and that worked really well. And it also helped us to be known. Yeah. So basically... You started as, uh, you know, you used Nigeria. And then at some point, was that a year ago or one and a half years ago when you decided to to say Africa instead of Nigeria? Yes, it was a year and a half ago. And this is probably one of the main lessons, you know, that I've learned going on this journey is that you also have to be 
ready to and willing to evolve, you know, because I started as Nigeria because that's what I know, you know, and I had a few people who told me that it would be wiser to frame it as an African magazine because then it has a global appeal. But I was stubborn for quite a while, insisting that Nigeria is what I know. But eventually, after a while, I noticed that it's in the way people perceive it. You know, there's a perception when you say Africa, it sounds a bit more global and more encompassing. And so I tested that just to, and some of it is just gut feeling. I noticed that the reaction changed when we talk about it as an African health magazine. And so I slowly made that change. You know, we started saying Africa's leading health magazine. And initially I was also very adamant about producing content specifically for people who live on the continent, primarily for them and then secondarily for the African diaspora. But then I also realized the African diaspora was very interested in what I was producing. And even more so, it occurred to me that I now live in the US. I've lived in the US for for over 20 years. You know, this is what I know. That was a hard shift for me because I came in thinking that I wanted to produce content for people who don't, for those people who are living on the continent and maybe don't have as many choices as we have over here. Eventually I made the switch to just encompass the whole Africa, you know, diaspora and Africans. And when I made that switch was when I really hit the light bulb, I guess. Yes, yes. I remember some of those discussions and I think it's a, what you say about including more people, like still being niche down, you know, it's still a niche, but being more inclusive and your ideal client, you know, those who can, let's say, afford the magazine or have this access are those that, you know, first you were thinking, ah, it's not for them. But I love this change because so many entrepreneurs go through this, but it helps that you started with a niche and then you went a bit broader when you realized actually your ideal client is probably those people. Yes, yes. It's made a complete difference. And I found out that even though the content, the content actually still um, very pro-Nigeria, you know, and then we extend a little bit to other African countries, but the appeal has been massive. You know, it's been appealing to just about any Afro woman, you know, African-Americans, people who consider themselves African immigrants, just any Afro woman, you know, when they see it, they don't even look at the, you know, Africa. They, yeah. People just want it. So, yeah. yeah. And and what it's I noticed is right away is that it's such a high quality production. Can you speak <laughs> to that? Because before actually we started to record this show, we talked about sometimes your vision is kind of scary big or a bit crazy, yes. but it's your vision, right? So was that a decision right from the get-go, such a high quality, like the pictures you have and the people you interview, this is not just somebody off the street. These are people from Africa or African descendants. They know these people. Well, yeah, I mean, these are well-known established stars. You know, we've had Uza Duba, who plays Crazy Eyes on the hit show Orange is the New Black. Our current cover is Yvonne Alji who is a co-star in a hit HBO show called Insecure. So yes, we've attracted a good number of, you know, stars for the cover. And speaking to the quality, yes, I knew that I didn't want to just do the ordinary magazine. You know, this is the vision that I had of what I wanted to do, that I wanted to produce something of this quality. And 
I I would get tripped up about oh would people pay for it and oh would people appreciate this but you know remembering the the vision um that you make us go through the vision work that you teach in your best year yet where you really encourage us to go into your vision you know where do you see yourself what do you want you know and i did that exercise several times but i i noticed that each time I would get closer to what I want, but it's amazing how much we even lie to ourselves, right? <laughs> so my vision was so grand, but I would want to turn it down, you know, and I don't know who I was appealing to, but, you know, it's just to me and I there's nobody watching, but I kept turning it down. But I, I got to a point where I said, you know, I want to produce the magazine that I would read, you know, the magazine that would appeal to me. And I know that I'm not alone in wanting something like this. There are going to be other people just like me who would want what I would produce. And so last year, I just knew that I was going to go for what I wanted to do and let the chips fall where they may. And I took it very seriously to make sure that I produced something of high quality that would rival any magazine on the shelf. And, you know, when people see it, they're like, okay, I could tell it was really great in pictures, but seeing it in real life, nothing compares. I mean, I just have a text, you know, I got last night from somebody saying, she said it looks good on Instagram, but in real life is absolutely stunning. There's no way to convey just how stunning it is. And, you know, the paper quality is the highest grade. I print this in the UK where their printing press is amazing. So, you know, it's printed in the UK and shipped over to the US. But it's a soft touch cover and you just have to feel it, you know? I, I tell people, just go take a look at it, you know? You will walk away with the magazine. So yes, it was very much a, a deliberate process. And you know, I'm also really into slow living, you know. So the idea is not like a magazine that if you notice the cover is very minimal. Mm. There's no I love ten that. pounds in five days. Yeah. Yeah, it's very minimal. And one of the other decisions I made was to go down to a biannual production. Um, so two issues a year, because, you know, this current issue is 180 pages and it's 180 pages of just beautiful images and amazing, amazing content. I'm always asked, how do you get so much content? So I want people to savor it. You know, it's a collectible item. It's something that you can read over and over again and savor it and it fills your soul. You know, I just, it doesn't leave you wishing you could be something else. It fills you up and inspires you to be what you want to be. So That's so beautifully said, Nana. And, you know, just seeing the cover, I kind of, you can feel the high quality and everything behind it. But now you have this in the hand, you know, it's not been easy to come to this point. No. No? <laughs> and no, it hasn't. <laughs> no, it hasn't. And it's taking time and money and, you know, and the question that comes up for anyone listening, I guess, is like, well, how did you do it? You know, because you are, this is your investment, right? You don't have outside investors. And now you need to, you know, count on people buying the magazine, of course, and things like that. But it's a quite an upfront investment to build this type of a business. Yes, it is an investment monetary investment, emotional investment, physical investment. You know, the time that I met you, I was, I, I think I've mentioned this to you before, but I was pretty much at my lowest, lowest point. You know, I just, 
it took a toll on me. It's been three and a half years. I have two small kids. And when I decided to do this, my youngest child was just one. And first of all, not knowing what to do, because I've never done this before. It's not anything I've remotely close to any work I've done before. So the learning curve was, was so high, you know, just getting started. And then once you start, there's an upfront investment, also because you're doing trial and error, you know, so not everything that you try is going to work. And sometimes you just don't know what you're doing. So, you know, and that's what I always tell people now, it's okay not to know, most of us don't know. And, you know, there's something that you say that I, I love where you say action brings clarity. You would never know until you do it. You know, everything I've done, I didn't know a single thing. I didn't have a single connection. You know, it's only been by action. You just work in one thing leads to the next step, leads to the next step, you know? And I always see when other people talk about perseverance and, you know, don't give up and things like that. But, you know, this year, I just remember thinking, you know, when this issue came out, I just look back and I think, okay, now I think I am starting to understand what that means, you know, to persevere. Because I had my lowest points when I just thought I couldn't do this anymore. You know, I had a complete burnout with my health. I've gained like 50 pounds, which I think is so ironic. I'm trying to produce something that makes other people healthy. And I lost my own health in the process, but that's because I was just working round the clock, you know? So, and I, I also had to step back from that, you know, it, in the end, it became a personal journey really for me. And it was from going through this personal journey myself that I was finally able to come to the point that I am today, you know, trying to develop myself, invest in myself, working with people like you, you know, so there are going to be gaps that you don't know what to do. And you're going to be scared if spending this money is going to be the right thing, but you would never know, you know, until you take a chance. And I, I also see some people who start this work and you think going back to work or consulting is a failure. It's not, you know, if this is the vision that you have for yourself, you know, 100% that this is what you want to pursue. It doesn't matter if you have to go back to work to continue pursuing that vision, you know? So I, I had so many, you can't, you can't in my path that was blocking me. But, you know, once I just knew that, you know, this is what I love to do. This is what I want to do. And I'll, I'll pursue it no matter what, you know, if I have to, you know, go get a job, you know, what I used to feel embarrassed that it means that I failed, you know, if I have to go back to work to pursue my business, but you know, when I let go of all those expectations, that's when um, the real magic began. So I just want to encourage, you know, anybody who is on the journey, if you feel like what you're doing is what you've been called to do, then stick through it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been wonderful to talk to you, Nana, about your journey. And I'm so proud, so proud of you and seeing you with your pictures in the magazine and your kids holding... <laughs> <laughs> the magazine as well. <laughs> My only regret is that yeah. I actually was in New York a few days ago. I should have gone to the bookstore and got a oh copy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Why didn't I do that? Uh, uh, well, I have to get a copy to you. Yeah, you have to get me a copy. It, is, it looks amazing, yeah. your magazine. It's so you. And my question is, what's next? Like, what is really after, let's say, 
this just continues like people buy your magazine, but there's more, there's more to your vision. <laughs> there's more to my vision and mm, I'm not sure how much of it I want to let on, but you know, my passion is still, African health is still very much my passion. That's where I began. And I, I feel like Radiant Health Magazine is a stepping stone to get me closer to doing some of the things that I would really like to do. One of them would be a research institution, really, you know, something similar to a research institution, but that is focused on research that is done on African people, by African people, so we can stop extrapolating results from other people to us, you know. So to find a way to be able to fund research and to create our own research institute that is just focused on us, you know. And this way we also have data because I began as an intern at WHO, I worked at the CDC and, you know, working in global health, one of the challenges that we have specifically with African health is that we don't have data that pertains to Africans specifically. So I would really like to be able to build up a world-class research facility and research papers for us that can come back to contributing to to the health of Africans. I love that. You have such a strong why, and I think that's why you have persevered and a part of your vision is already a reality because without a strong why, it's so difficult to keep going. And it's obvious in your voice, in your face, everything you've done so far that your why is just extremely strong. And that's why your vision is strong. So thank you, Nana, for being on the show. I hope to talk to you soon again. I definitely, next time I'm in the US, I'm going to make sure I get one copy of Radiant, even if I'm not supposed to be the ideal client, but I just (laughs) cannot wait to hold it in my hand. I'll find some, I'll find some friends to give it to once I've read it. Well, that would be great. I just a friend just sent me a picture of her white male friend who just bought the cup in Washington DC and he's reading through it. So of course. you know, you never know. Of course. <laughs> You've gone global. <laughs> You've gone global. <laughs> so thank you so much for having me. And I just want to say congratulations on your um hundred podcast in hundred days. And congratulations on everything that you're doing. You inspire me so much. One of the things I really loved about working with you is that you walk the talk, you know? So you don't say anything that you don't do yourself. And it's just such an inspiration, you know, to watch you grow leaps and bounds. And it it makes me so happy just to follow your journey as well. Oh, you inspire me back, Nana. Thank you. Ready to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 114. There you'll also find links to Nana and her magazine plus show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.